Greetings, this is Atma Boda. Today is December 10th, 2021. This is podcast number 12. The title of this podcast is Mindfulness is Not Mindlessness. First, I just want to read briefly what I wrote this morning. It's very short, and then we'll do a, a continuation from that. It's beginning now. The survival of your individuality requires a strong mind, not a weak one. Believing in yourself is good. Believing against yourself is bad. All self-limiting beliefs fall in the latter category. You cannot be fearless while you have a false ego. Fearlessness is not an egotistical condition, but a symptom of of liberation. So what is the point of this? Well, first of all, what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is when you are observing in your mind your thoughts with the intention being to have a quiet mind. And in so doing, you're able to focus your mind and for example, you can focus it to a pinpoint, which can be very helpful, while also being conscious of your breathing. As I mentioned before, focusing on the corners of your breath, the place after you inhale and the place after you exhale. And that is a valid and effective form of meditation. However, when you have a goal being to have no ego, or to be egoless, you're basically having the objective of being mindless. And when you're mindless, that means you don't have a mind. And some might think that that concept is very lib liberating because many people might feel troubled by their mind and feel like they have no peace. And they then come to the conclusion that to find peace they should have no mind at all. But there's some serious problems with that, especially since we're living in the material world, in the biological world, and there are responsibilities and commitments and social interactions and goals, and you have to put food on the plate and take care of family responsibilities. So there's a lot of other things <clears throat> to associate, you know, to engage yourself with besides just spirituality. And so when we focus on mindlessness, it becomes a very disempowering reality because when you have to refer to yourself in the third person, when even saying the word I becomes a handicap, whereby if you engage with somebody and you're like, oh, um, how, you know, this is what I did today. And they say, well, you're just coming from an ego. You're using the word I. Well, the thing is about <laughs> modern life is you need to be practical in your communication. And you can't be so worried about, you know, how others can perceive you of having an ego or not having an ego. In fact, referring to yourself in the third person seems to me a bit strange. You don't want to say, oh, well, Michael was hungry this morning. So Michael ate a breakfast. 
but Michael didn't actually choose what breakfast he ate because Michael doesn't want to have preferences because if he likes eggs but doesn't like bacon, then that means Michael is an individual and has an ego. So we should abolish all personal likes and dislikes. That is a corruption of the original teachings, by the way. That's not the goal. We don't want to reach a place whereby you don't have likes and you don't have dislikes. That's just laughably absurd. I mean, the point is, is that we are gifted with our bodies and our minds for a reason. And that reason is... (laughs) That... That reason is to celebrate the life that we're given with full consciousness and regarding the, this life is sacred. The mind is a precious tool that can be a more loyal servant than any pet you might buy. Whether, you know, I know people talk about dog being your best friend or the man's best friend or person's best friend what's better friend than a dog is your own mind if when you love your mind your mind becomes loyal and not only that it's a part of you and it doesn't disturb you it actually you cannot reach higher levels of truth and realization without having a mind and that's what makes humans so unique we're not like other animals We can experience tangibly the experience of truth, which is just as real as love. There's something called truth. When you feel inspired, that is truth trickling down to you. So where love is the currency of the heart, truth is the currency of the mind. And... When you have that friendship with your mind, it can do some amazing things. You know, once you focus it and of course, the ultimate goal of the mind is to reach truth. You know, it's designed to interface with truth. Once once it finds truth, it's satisfied and it wants to be attached to truth. So that level of non-attachment is where you want to be is when your mind is absorbed with truth then you're not attached to anything else because you're already blissful. You're already happy because your mind has what it's, what it wants. Just like giving a bone to a dog. The dog does not want you to take that bone away from its mouth. It doesn't matter what other sort of, you know, treat you might give it. Well, maybe a bigger bone, you might let go of it. But, but the the point is this, it's attached to that bone the same way your mind can be attached to truth and it's a glorious thing because not only does it make your mind feel great but it gives you the inspiration and the energy to be able to do anything that you want in life but the point is is that doesn't happen if you become mindless and i'm not even convinced that people are even able to truly get to a mindless place. But let's say that they are. You know, what what then? Now they're walking zombies. They can just be homeless and not have to worry about anything. 
I mean, the fact of the matter is, is in order to operate in this society, we have to do things. We have to show up to work. We have to buy groceries. We need to talk to people, your family, your friends, if you have friends, your coworkers, and you don't want them to think of you like you're an idiot too, right? You want them to respect you at least, or at least not think you're too strange. Well, guess what? If you walk around mindless, people are going to think that you're strange, right? I mean, even if you're able to operate, the only possible way you can even operate as being mindless is if you are totally in the heart. And that's a, that's a whole other path right there. If you could be totally in the, in the heart, that's great. Your heart can empower you and you may be disconnected with truth, but at least you have the heart and the heart is very powerful. I mean, that's one, it's has love and love is one of two most powerful forces in the universe. The other being truth. Having half is better than not having any at all. That's, that's the truth. I mean, unfortunately today, a lot of people, they don't have love because they're disconnected from their hearts and then they're trapped in their minds. And so, but the, even their mind isn't connected with truth. And so they've become a prison, a prisoner of their own body whereby they don't have their heart yet. And yet they're become, trying to become mindless. Anyway, it's, it's a bit bewildering, but if you want to be empowered and a success, you should model yourself after people who've been successful. Any inspirational leader, motivational speaker isn't going to ask you to be mindless. I mean, typically uh, those that follow this path, they might, you know, some might be a monk or something where they can just live off of alms and they think that that's how they're going to you know, eventually reach enlightenment. The fact of the matter is, is everybody is going to eventually reach enlightenment. The question is, do you, how comfortable do you want to be in the meantime? Do you really want to um, make sacrifices and do things that you don't like to do? Or, or would you like to become enlightened and, and be able to engage in the world normally and do good at work and make good money and to enjoy life? and yet still also come to the end of, of enlightenment. Well, not, and by the way, enlightenment isn't, isn't an end, but I'm saying the goal of enlightenment. And then once you're at enlightenment, then it's like, wow, now you've got, you know, so much other things that you can be doing. But the difference is, is you're doing it as an empowered, as an empowered person. The other thing is, is when you become mindless or focus on that, you're not empowering the mind, which means you're not loving your mind. And so what happens? Your mind begins to atrophy and become weak because when you're not using your mind because you're neglecting your mind, it becomes less of an effective tool for you. And when you don't have a mind to protect you, you then can become easily manipulatable by others situations can happen whereby you think you're doing a kindness, but actually you're being naive and someone else is taking advantage of you. And you don't want to be in, in that situation either. I mean, it's great to have empathy and empathy is a great power. But one thing about empathy that people get confused about is it's one thing to be empathetic 
and it's another thing to be taken advantage of. And the same thing with having an open mind. I know people talk about how, how important it is to go with the flow, to have an open mind. But then there is a dividing line that happens between what is an open mind and what is you being dominated. Or what is the difference between having an adaptive mind, which means you're reacting to the various situations around you, or having your mind be being controlled or dominated by something outside of yourself, another person or whatever. Because there is a fine line. You might argue to yourself, well, I'm just being adaptive. I'm letting him or her control me because I'm just adapting to the situation. Well, that's not being adaptive. That's you being dominated. And some people are willing to be dominated because they get some kind of reward or benefit out of it, right? Maybe they're getting paid well to be, you know, subservient in that fashion. But the point is, is that ideally as an empowered person, you want to have both empathy because you want to feel compassion. You want to, you know, be able to emphasize, empathize with someone else and feel their emotions. And that way you can relate to them and have a closer relationship. You can't have a close relationship without empathy, right? But at the same time, you don't want someone to take, use that empathy that you have for them against you. And that's why it's important to have a sense of resilience. And you are not going to have that resilience if you are mindless, okay? If you have a weak mind. And that's why it's so important to strengthen your mind and have that resilience. Okay, what else? It says, believing in yourself is good. Believing against yourself is bad. All self-limiting beliefs fall in that latter category. Yes. I mean, that's what happens is people believe against themselves. They think, oh, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. I'm too lazy. I am just comfortable being who I am today. And I don't feel like I want to change. It's too challenging. And yeah, you can be all of those things. But the great thing about the spiritual path is when you can tune into this higher power of the one living truth and you can be receptive to that and let that enter your life it can empower you to become a greater person a person that maybe you never even thought that you could ever be the mythical you the legendary you the potential lying dormant within you just waiting to be unlocked and there's no greater force in the entire existence with the power to make you whole than this one living truth and people are always concerned about oh but ego ego is so bad we can't have an ego we need to limit ourselves and control our ego we need to simmer our ego down we can't let our ego 
think it's too powerful. Well, you know what? If you have fear, yes, you have an ego. But if you become fearless, that's a symptom of you not having an ego. Why is that? Because to be truly fearless, your mind needs to be infused by a greater force of inspiration and power. And as you can probably gather now from, if you listen to multiple of these podcasts, how important everything comes back down to the concept of one living truth and love. Because without that one living truth, you cannot be completely resilient. You're not going to be able to be free from ego. Because without, without it, your choice is either having a false ego or identifying with the mind or having a weaker mind and focusing on love and, and being a disempowered spiritual person, you know, you are then going to be manipulated by others. Others are going to take advantage of you. And that's why in history, it seems like the people who get on top, the people who become the politicians that dominate government and the people who become the CEOs and CFOs and the top executives of major corporations, they tend not to be spiritual people. And why is that? Well, because they have very materialistic goals and the human mind is only capable of so much. It's like you're, it's normally people in the past have noticed that you either can choose the spiritual path and give up your material goals because you can't do both or you focus on your material goals and don't balance it out with your spiritual goals. And the reason for that is because without this element of truth in your life, you don't have the energy to do both. The only people that can have the energy to do both are those that have the empowered impenetrable mind by having your mind infused with this ultimate power. And when you have this ultimate power, there's nothing that can stop you. You can be empathetic. You can have spiritual priorities. And you can also accomplish whatever material goal that you set yourself up with. And that's the beauty about this spiritual path. But so I hope if you have one takeaway from this is that don't kill your ego. Don't try to do that. That's just silly. Love your ego. Empower your ego. Life is not about creating restrictions and limitations. That's not a fun life to live anyway. Life is about removing your limitations, finding out what's holding you back and taking those away. Become limitless. Tap into that infinite part of you, the part of you that won't hold you back part of you that wants to give everything to you and to realize that you're not alone. There's a greater force out there in the universe that's just waiting for you to get out of your own way so that you can accept it and launch yourself into higher realms of power and bliss and love that you never even thought yourself capable of. It's you, the most authentic you that you can imagine is waiting for you to discover yourself and be who you are destined to be. This is Atma Boda signing out and you have an awesome, awesome 
day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.